not touch it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so this is the Rainbow Brunch. Welcome, everybody. Um, yeah, I'm Raven. <laughs> I'm Barry. And I'm Dana, a.k.a. Strawberry. <laughs> <laughs> and again, this is the Rainbow Brunch, a podcast about Black gay and worldly things i don't know we'll figure it out we're gonna start off the first show with the scripture of the week and we're gonna hand it over to brother barry to give us the scripture all right everybody bow your head as i look at it all right daniel chapter three verse 17 and 18 everybody open your bibles all right i got my bible open all right daniel 3 17 through 18 If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it, and he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. But even if he does not, we want you to know, your majesty, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. Ooh. Mm, I like that. That touched my spirit. I feel like, yeah, I mean, just to kind of like talk about what this like verse of the day used to be when we had our first podcast, (laughs) um, (laughs) Shady Antics, it was just kind of like a joking, it was a joking thing. It was genuinely a a joke. It started off as a joke and then we just kept going. (laughs) Yeah. And we had to have it. We we had to. But I think the funniest thing about it is no matter what your religion is, you can take like a page out of this book and say, okay, what's that trying to tell me? And does it matter at all today what it's trying to tell me? Um, And I kind of, I'm getting it today. It's kind of like this idea that, you know, we've been put into situations our entire life and it's all about um, believing that you're going to get through this, right? And that every everyone and everything that you do around it is going to be okay after this, which obviously <laughs> it means so much today, because we're it feels like we're blazing in a furnace. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I think that um, just so long as we believe that we're going to get out of this, and and that we go with faith and we listen to um, what everyone is saying and we follow that law. Um, then we're going to be okay. I think that's what it's trying to say. Don't mm. you all agree? Yes, quarantine day 5,697. <laughs> <laughs> Dana, are those lines on your walls? <laughs> are those what? Lines on your walls? Yes. With that scripture, just because I have a relative of mine who is a flat earther and is very much becoming like a fear mongerer, mm. um, it's just, yeah, it's just very much one of those things where it's like, you know, even one, one have faith, have faith in, you know, your God, your Jesus, who you believe in, have faith in who, in have faith, just have faith, you know? And then, <laughs> and then the other one was like, even if bad things happen, you still going to be good. You're going to be all right. Like Kendrick Lamar said, we going to be all right. <laughs> be all right. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I'm all about that. Thank you for the word today, Barry. Anytime. Anytime. See you this time next week. (laughs) Let the church say amen. 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 So, this week has been, you know, 
a lot for everybody, especially if you're in the United States and you're in a state that particularly likes to storm their capital city. Um, People are storming the capitals of their states, pressuring the governors to open up the state amid the corona pandemic. I have a lot of thoughts about this, but I'm going to hand this one over to Dana first because I know she could eloquently say it better than I can. Can I? Can I? Yes. Just Okay, so for me personally, watching all the news has been the most stressful thing ever possible because of everything happening all at once. So -hmm. there's been a media overload. But specifically with the people who want to open everything up right now not understanding that we need to flatten the curve of coronavirus before more people are put at risk so more people would end up dying and contracting you know the illness and ultimately have a resurgence before it might be like the official resurgence that they were talking about that was going to be later on in the fall so there might be you know more than two different situations with corona But in the state of good old North Carolina, uh, Governor Roy Cooper um, has an extension until May 8th, which is literally no time. The people who, you know, want to extend, aka myself and everyone with common sense, want to extend. And then there are other people who want it open today. And those people that want everything open today are storming the Capitol buildings in Raleigh and they are armed. Now, North Carolina is open carry, but it's certain sizes and measurements of guns and everything else. But they're over here with assault weapons and all this other craziness that personally, I don't believe people should have unless they are, you know, in dire strength, straight. And we're not, we're not. We're not. So um, it's just, it's a mess. It's a hot mess. It's unnecessary. I understand protest. And then there's the double standard of protesting. So then you have all these armed white, and it seems to be Trump supporters because all they're doing is waving Trump flags everywhere and Confederate flags everywhere. So there is a level added because there's no reason for a Confederate flag to even be seeing the light of day right now. It's just been... A kerfuffle. <laughs> yeah, I feel I feel very kind of in the dark about this. Like I don't have cable, so I haven't really been catching the news. The only thing that I get is kind of like a glimpse from like different news sources on my phone, and I get certain like little email blasts from different news sources um, very early in the morning that I try to skim through um, in an attempt to not be afraid of this virus. Um, in uh, detrimental way to myself, I guess, because in the very beginning, I was watching the news very regularly, everything that was on YouTube, all the news sources are, are like making news free on, on, on YouTube. And it's been really enlightening. And, you know, it was really powerful. But when I was started to watch it, I would feel the anxiety, like just building up inside of myself, building and building and building. And I just told myself, I'm done. I'm done watching. I'm done listening. I'm done reading because it's just freaking me out. So I essentially stopped. So I don't really know what's going on with these Capitol buildings, but it is 
it has me in awe that people think um, that this virus is a hoax, that people aren't dying. How do you, how do you make that <laughs> the same relative who believes that the earth is flat also believes that you know this is a hoax and my mom had to tell him like one have you lost your mind um and two we know people who have died like my like i have a relative who died from it it's just like have you have you so you're telling me that he didn't die from the virus usually like they're inflating the numbers and me and my dad were like they're they're underestimating the numbers because now everybody's finding out the virus actually been here since like past November. So if anything, the numbers are incorrect and they're way under what they're supposed to be. And I just, I just find like people wanting so bad to like get back to work. And I understand like people have to pay bills, but it's nobody's fault that the virus ended up here. Like it, 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 it was going to be an inevitable, inevitable thing, just because the world is actually very, very small. You know, like lines of communication and lines of travel are so accessible now as opposed to when they were a hundred years ago. But I, I just find it troubling that people value work over people's lives. You know, um, there it is. I just. And then the double standard of protesting, that, that, that's the one that really gets me because this, this literally happened like 40 years ago, Black Panthers stormed the Capitol. They were all arrested, beaten just because, you know, Black people, we finally got freedom somewhat, civil rights, but it wasn't necessarily in practice, you know? Some states were slow to it. Some states, to be frank, are still slow to it. And you have a group of people who are storming the Capitol saying, hey, we want our freedom to be seen as human beings. And they get a horrible treatment. Then you have a other group of people who are storming the Capitol saying, we want to get back to work so we can make this money. And I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't understand how the the treatment was so different. I know why the treatment was so different, but I don't understand how you could justify that. Yeah. And especially, you know, with me being oversaturated with media, as you were saying, Barry, like I had to turn it off at one point because it was just, it just became too much. And seeing how these people are like resisting arrest, they're, openly very combative just completely the opposite of peaceful protest which they say that they're doing you know the whole nine even if they weren't peaceful it's still within your rights whatever but at the same time you're putting other people in jeopardy of contracting everything by knowing that you're positive still going to these places to make a point it just I don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> Is it seen as warfare? Like biological warfare? Biological? I warfare? would think so. Personally, I would. Um, I see this kind of, <laughs> this kind of catch-22 with this. Sure, it's bad, but those people who are out there, 
I have a feeling they might learn their lesson. You know what I mean? Like if, if you're not taking the necessary oh, precautions, <laughs> if you're not taking the necessary precautions, you're going to be at a higher risk of getting sick. Of course, you're, that also means that you're going to be at a high risk of getting other people sick. But I think in, in many ways, back, just referring back to the Bible verse, you know, if you're in a furnace, it's all in what you believe in. And if you're believing in the wrong thing, the option to to not get through this the way that you intend to um, might be the biggest problem of them all. It, it might be the the end result. And I just think, you know, if they do decide to open everything, if if they are successful with their protests, you know, fine. But make sure that you're taking the necessary precautions to keep yourself safe and to keep other people safe. Um, like I'm one of a few people not a few, a lot of people who have lost their jobs because of this and we're not going back to a job. This isn't a temporary layoff. It started that way, but it is no longer a temporary layoff. A lot of people are unemployed. We're going to be looking for jobs, you know? Mm. And um, a lot of people, I mean, like I filed for unemployment, I think in, uh, in towards the end of March and Everything's relatively smooth for me here in Louisiana, but I have a friend who's in Florida and he filed around the same time and he has so bad. Not gotten any type of news back. You know, you know that the unemployment system is bad when the governor gets on the news saying, Hey girl, this is trash too. I know it. (laughs) What? (laughs) What? Like this footage of people like lines getting the paper one like getting the paper application for unemployment instead of doing it online because the online system is just basura caliente um it's just one of those cases where you know i just i hope that people learn something from this and if they don't learn something based off of what the media is telling them what doctors are telling them what their friends and family are telling them i think that they're gonna have the opportunity to learn for themselves and my thing also um, for the people who do want to open up, um, have some type of plan in place. So protective gear, have you know a type of system so if somebody does test positive, there's a way to work with that and around that and be able to notify the other people that you work with and the company and you know everything instead of just pretending that it's not happening because that will make matters worse. Yeah. yeah, and then going with, like, the job thing, I'm technically furloughed, so I, like, would have an option of going back, but I'm not stupid. Um, I work in retail, and, you know, conventional retail isn't what it used to be. Like, JCPenney is holding on by a grain, or, like, a grain of salt at this point. Uh, other places, they're barely holding on to one, like, my job. We only, if this continues on past August, like, is there, there's like nothing I can go back to. But even, even if like our governor lives here by the 15th, I'm still wary that like, hey, I may not be able, like, I may not have a job. I'm only part-time. They have people who are full-time over there. Like, I may not have a job to go back to just because... They lost a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. And to rebound from that, that's it's it's gonna be difficult. And I think a lot of I think 
the governor was like, hey, uh, we're going to open back. We're going to open back up on the 15th. Y'all can do curbside pickup. My store's been doing curbside pickup since this thing started, and it's still like, everybody's still struggling. So now now it's just like, okay, um, we are going to see a huge change in not only society, but the way we work and the way we interact. And the most change I want to see is in this government. But we shall see. Yeah, I... I saw in the beginning, we were making a lot of really strong realizations about like where we stood as a civilization, what we were capable of handling and where we were falling short. Um, And then as we've progressively, I guess it it seems as though we've gotten farther away from that that time of acknowledgement, that time of education. So we've forgotten again, (laughs) you know what I mean? it's strange that we could say, oh, we don't have enough hospital beds. Oh, we don't have enough uh, respirators. So magically we start making uh, things happen, making things appear due to resilience and the hard work of thousands of people willing to give up their time, energy, money, resources to make things happen. That's a really remarkable thing. That's beautiful. But we don't, people shouldn't have to do that. We should be prepared for things. Exactly. It, it just, it, the minute that the government was like, oh, we're pulling $2 trillion out of nowhere. Nowhere. (laughs) Where did it come from? That's how much we were in debt. (laughs) Trillion dollars in debt. But it it boggles my mind that one that the government was like, okay, we're gonna pull these two uh, two trillion dollars out of nowhere. Five hundred billion is gonna go to hospitals. Okay, cool, they need it. Like, what was it? Two hundred fifty billion is gonna go to small businesses. Great, they need it. They're the ones who like actually care and employ the community. You know, they care about the community. And then a portion of that is gonna go to citizens if you meet the criteria for the stimulus package, which fun fact, I found out according to my 2018 return, I didn't qualify. So I had to file a whole 2019 return. I'm not joking. I am not joking. There's a little check mark where it's like, ooh, could you be a dependent? Our tax repair checked it and I didn't get $1,200. Fun facts. Um, Jeez. Yeah, and if you really think about it, a lot of people our age, especially college students, if their yeah. parents claim them, they're not going to get that $1,200 check. Even if their parents don't claim them, they're still not going to get that $1,200 check. So it's like a good portion, as much as like a lot of older Americans don't want to think it, there's a good portion of America who did not get that check just because they are seen as dependent, but really they're somewhat providing of their own with the exception of like a couple of bills, you know? And that one, I don't think that's fair, especially if like I'm paying almost $1,200 a year in taxes. What? No. Um, bruh. And one, they just pulled out the air, pulled, like, pulled all this money out, out of nowhere. So you got $500, $500 billion to the hospitals who truly and genuinely need it. You got $250 billion to small businesses. You have a small portion to the Americans who need it. Where's the rest of the money going? Questions that need answers. And also, Puerto Rico hasn't seen money either. Hmm? Puerto Rico hasn't seen money either. 
that why I want this country to be better. I want us to all be able to experience the greatness that everyone talks about. Yeah, I I I saw I'm on TikTok. I I I want to suggest it to y'all, but it's extremely addicting. Like the amount of lesbians that's on TikTok is kind of just child when i say the community is flourishing on tiktok it's flourishing however some most of them are under 18 so never be out (laughs) (laughs) and then you have some who are like over 30 it's just like i there's no in between (laughs) but somebody this dude on tiktok was he was talking about like patriotism and i was just like ah i don't feel it and then he said something a quote I can't remember he said a quote by this man I don't know I don't remember what this man's name is and I'm gonna paraphrase it he basically said you know if the country is doing right make sure it stays right if it's not if it's wrong set it right and I'm like ooh, ooh. he's like that's what patriotism is I was like ooh, that's that's something I could get behind you know and then not even joking immediately afterwards I get a message um from uh, like uh, my other group of friends, like the the Negroes, um, <laughs> and one of them sends a video in, basically saying this this comedian talking about, yeah, you know that Bill of Rights is privileges, and I'm like, ah, ah, what? And he, I'm gonna have to send it to y'all. He was just like, the Bill of Rights that you think of is just basically privileges because at some point the government can't take that away from us if they feel like the power is coming out of their hands. And I'm like, oh, I don't want that to be the case. But I feel like as a citizen of this country, it is my job to set it right. So now I'm at a crossroads of like, what do I want to do? Like, what? <laughs> that double consciousness. Like, how do we, how do we support a country that doesn't support us? Mm-hmm. and that's what it boils down to at brass tags and like what what are we gonna do after this you know where do we go from here yeah i'm i'm so conflicted like i don't i i'm i know my life i can't return to normal like it's not as much as like i want to i can't just because i live with my parents they are at risk, my daddy is missing the organ. My mom has had breast cancer twice. They are at risk. So I can't go back to normal. I, there are things that I can't do, places that I can't necessarily go out of, like, for their safety. As well as, like, some of my friends. We live in a false reality of always thinking that we're safe. You know, every time you lock your door at night, you think that you're safe. You know, and if you have a double lock on your door, you think even that's safe. (laughs) And (laughs) if you have an alarm system, you think that that's safe. You think you have a dog, you think that that's safe. But no matter how many safety measures you put around you, there's still a risk. And the thing that you have to learn from that is that you have to respond to it. You have to react and it has to be a good reaction. You have to react in some way, somehow. And if you don't react, whether that be offensive or defensive, nothing's going to change. You have no real protection. Um, Just like the lock on the door. If you choose not to lock your door, 
that's your protection taken away from you. If you choose not to set that alarm, if you have a very small dog, you know, it's just, these are things are not going to protect you like you think that they will. Not gonna lie, I felt a little victimized because we have an alarm system and a small dog. We don't know how to use the alarm system and Biscuit just loves everybody. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, oh, I'm not protected and I'm not. Yeah, I apologize for attacking you. (laughs) It's okay, it's okay. I love you. It's all I love. (laughs) (laughs) But it's it's one of those those things that we have to learn as a civilization. And it's not just alarm systems. It's about our health too. Like we wash your hands, <laughs> use hand wash, sanitizer. Wash your hands. Oh my <laughs> God. That is the most shocking thing out of this whole virus. People don't like, do not wash their hands. And that's something oh. that I do, but I didn't know like the amount of people that did not wash their hands. I'm like, so y'all just out here like with pee on your hands? Like, <laughs> yes, yes, that's yes. what they're doing. Yes. Like, what in the world? Like I don't. What? Y'all just don't wash your hands? Like y'all don't do like the scrub it up dub in the tub? Like y'all don't do none of what? It's funny to me. No, go ahead. I was gonna say the kicker is like all the hand sanitizer was gone, but all the soap still was there. Soap is still there. The soap is still there. So you're still not washing your hands. I'm <laughs> this big old virus. Yeah, I think the biggest surprise for me was I was, I think in the airport coming home from work, and I went to the restroom. And I washed my hands before I went to the restroom. And then I used the restroom. And then I went to go wash my hands after. But somehow in the time that I was in the restroom, in the physical restroom, a gentleman came in, used the restroom, and just walked out while I'm being sent home from my job. <laughs> because of a virus. Because the virus. If you don't wash your hands. Yeah. And this is the most uh, remarkable thing to me, I think, regardless of if, I mean, the argument is always like, well, I didn't touch my private part, regardless of if you do that or not, (laughs) you have to realize that throughout the day, you've touched a multitude of different things. Like when you're on a plane, you touch the little, you touch the seatbelt, you touch the armrest and the the back thing and the tray table and you know you open the little latch so that you can get your carry-on down and you put it back up there and you close it all of the things that you've touched from the moment you left your home to the moment that you went to the restroom all of those germs that may be existing in time and space are now on your hands so regardless of if you didn't get anything on your hands from using the bathroom you should wash the germs off from all of the things that you have done prior to the last time that you washed your hands. See, and everybody was clowning Naomi Campbell because she has a whole like, thank you. And I'm like, sis, I'm not gonna lie. I was one of those people like, girl, this is overkill. Now I'm like, oh, I get it. I don't travel enough to be like that, like particular about airports and like a, a, a plane. But girl, I get it, especially if you travel a lot. Yeah. It's definitely one of those things that I had to get used to. Um, I'm talking, I was in a new city almost every day of the week and at different desks every day of the week in a different hotel every day of the week. Um, and it's just so interesting how you find yourself touching things. And especially me, I 
chronically touch my face. Um, so the amount Dang. of opportunities that you have to get yourself sick, it, it was remarkable. So when I actually started taking serious measures to ensure like my safety and the safety of everyone that I was managing, you know, you kind of start saying, huh, should I have been doing this all along or is this overkill for before this virus? And I think it's gonna, it's taught me a lot about what I'm going to be doing in the future in regards to, you know, protecting myself and protecting other people. Now I'm weary about like dapping my friends up because like I'm, I am, you know, I'm a little stud. I'm stud at heart. I like to dap my friends up. Now I'm going to be like, mm, you won't get ahead about bro. Like I, I, and like certain people, I'm like, I know you wash your hands. I know you wash your body, but you just, I don't know what you do with your hands after you wash your hands and your body. Wow, I feel that you know, Some, You know, some people, they like, they promiscuous. They like, they like, they like to dabble in a little dibble, you know? Dabble in a little touch and everything? And everything. Every, yeah, everybody. Wow. Wow. <laughs> touching everybody. I don't know where your hands been. I don't know who your hands have been with. Oh, God. I'm not, about, I'm not about to touch that. What are you talking about? Oh, God. This is something that you would have said. It's just coming out of my mouth is. now. <laughs> it's just coming out of my mouth now. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like, mm, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm weary. I'm going to just do that sweet, like, body bow and be like, all right, bro. I love okay. the social distancing expectation now that has been set. Be like, let's just air high five it from a few yards away um let's just pretend that we can get close and we can't and let's just move on i love it but here's the thing social distancing also means you can't cut it so you're gonna be struggling too yikes okay we're gonna have to take like real um precautions we're struggling in a hazmat suit <laughs> i mean <laughs> in a hazmat suit Still get these cuddles off, okay? <laughs> hey, yay. <laughs> uh, interview process to be like, hey, um, where have you been today? Who did you touch last? Oh, yeah. Um, there's one more thing. I feel like we, it's about the conversation is starting to lull over, but there's one thing that I want to talk about. And I talked to Barry about this. Um, we need to talk about this Savage remix. Uh, oh, Barry, Barry hasn't heard it yet. Barry hasn't oh. heard it yet. But I gave him like the breakdown. It's like, you know, it's it's a good old-fashioned remix. Remix? It is. It's an actual remix. You know, it's not it's not one of these songs where people just drop a verse and be like, hi, what's up? My name is Tiger. You know, like, it's not one, it's not one of those. It's like, I, I told him, I'm going to repeat this. Literally, when Beyonce goes, okay. She's like, that's the best. Okay. Oh, in oh, my life. In my life. What? what? Barry, oh, is your body ready? Is your body ready? Are you about to play it? Sorry. Are you about to play it? Who's about to play it? I don't know. I, I'll have it, to listen to it. It's It's just so... <sighs> My like my thing is I'm not even like trying like go into a political realm, but the minute that it dropped, the amount of black women that was just like, yes, 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 <laughs> and there's a video of this black dude like, man, I'm not even gonna lie, 
I want to be a black woman right now. Like the minute that Beyonce said, you got to jump. If you can't jump to put your jeans on, you're not on my level. Jump. He was like, I felt that. Like some of the verses, I was like, okay. And this is a straight black man. And he's like, you know what, ladies, y'all better go off. I would want to be y'all right now. If I could shake some ass, I would. And I'm like, you can, you can. If you would like to. I would too. That's why I'm like, listen, boo, you do your thing. And he's like, nah, nah, nah. You know what? This not for me. This for y'all. And I'm like, you kind of right, but shake it. <laughs> <laughs> just one time, you know. Just, just, just a little, you know. Oh, one two, one two, <laughs> a little one two. It's so like, if remixes are gonna be like this from here on out, I'm okay with the industry. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm in a better place with the industry. A lot of people, Barry, you're about to say something. <laughs> I just, I, I think the thing that's on my mind is like, that's kind of what everyone in the arts community was thinking. Like some serious great art is going to come out of this and it has. Yes. I will say the people like, so Savage Remix came out what that Thursday, Friday, yesterday, the Say So Remix came out with Doja Cat and Nicki Minaj. And like, I think a lot of people hyped it up more than what it actually was going to be like. It's a cute song. It's still a cute song. And I think the pairing of Doja Cat and Nicki Minaj is spot on. Like, in terms of, like, aesthetic, style, like, you know, I feel like Doja Cat, I want to say she's a nerdy Nicki Minaj, but it's like, she has her her own little lane. But they're in, like, the same car. Like, in 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 a similar car, if you know what I'm saying. Yes. But... I feel like the Say So remix could have been better, but here's the thing. I need y'all to level with me. Have y'all heard Boss Bitch by Doja Cat? Okay, it's a, Barry, it's a great song. It's a great song. It's, it's something. I'm sorry, I'm uneducated. No, it's okay. It's okay. We are going to put you on. Here's the thing. So Boss Bitch is just like, it's one of those songs where, have you, okay, do you, <laughs> so on like any of the red carpets, you will have this like, like entertainment news will have this cam that like slows everything down and shows everybody like the fashion like their full outfit it's it's one of those songs where you have to like slow turn to and be like what now it's like it's a good song like in your head you could think of like all these things that you could possibly put the song to like in terms of film art like it's just a really really good song i need Nicki minaj on that song because doja cat kills it by herself but that level of Nicki minaj I don't know if it's that New York grit or just like, you know, Nicki Minaj being Nicki Minaj. I just need that on that song because it's just, ooh. Yes. That pairing, I would see more so than Say So. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Now, everybody wants Rihanna and Rico and I. Riri. <laughs> Riri. Where are you, girl? I mean. Fun fact, my sister made a whole Twitter because Rihanna did not put out the ninth album in 2019. I respect her. And she is not going to get off of Twitter until the album is released. And so I'm like, you're going to be on Twitter forever. Forever, because Rihanna has, she has said goodbye to us. I don't blame her. has left the building. (laughs) (laughs) I love her. She's taking her time. Good for her. I respect it. I would have liked an album before, you know, we all become dust but it's okay i've made peace with fenty out she has the titties out like what (laughs) what does she have to do it data's out with that one (laughs) that's also something i would have said and i'm just 
<laughs> All right, yeah. So I think I think that is going to be it for this. Do y'all have anything else to add? Let me mute myself because I can like hear my dad blow grass. Mm. <laughs> um, thank you for doing this. This feels good. I remember, <laughs> like in college, we used to do this and we'd sit. And I th- oh, see, that's the biggest thing here. I I will make my point fast. That's the reason why to go to college. You have all of these conversations that you get to talk with people. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And they don't have to be like-minded people. The three of us luckily have been kind of like both very uh, in the same group and out of the same group, you know, as Mm -hmm. you all talk about these pieces of culture. And I'm like, no, I haven't heard that. I'm sorry. I'll look it up, you know? And, you know, the different television shows that we watch and the different classes that we took and like our, each of us, we have a different, version of, mm-hmm. of sexuality we have a different version of blackness we have a different version of like what it means to be a good human um and i hope that we really just continue to explore that I, thank you barry i think that is what makes our dynamics so great because we can have these conversations and come from like different backgrounds and beliefs and still be like yeah girl let's go get some case like <laughs> We really have done that. <laughs> I think all three of us have done it. We're like, this is how I feel. I don't agree with it, but this is how I feel. Let's get canes. Let's get some apples. Like, let's go. Let's go. Yeah, I think I might Uber Eats it right now. So, like, <laughs> come for me. Drive through, boo boo. <laughs> I'll FedEx it to you, dear. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, so we'll figure out how to end this show, but that is it for this first episode. Um, thank y'all for listening. We will see y'all next week. Uh, by the time this show will air, uh, there will be some social media links in the show notes below. So y'all stay safe. Wash your hands. Um, anything else? Love y'all. Love (laughs) y'all.